You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I have a bad feeling about this. Welcome back to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I am Guy Flaming. Time for our In the Dub segment brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. Stay up to date on everything happening around the world of the Western Hockey League by uh, visiting dubnetwork. Maybe you want to make it a bookmark uh, on your toolbar so that you can uh, remember to visit it every day. Sign up for the uh, daily dose of the dub and it'll come right to your inbox as well. It makes it uh, really easy to stay in touch with the league and uh, everything going on uh, with uh, various uh, teams and players. I find it really handy to uh, to do it that way. My in-the-dub guest this week is the uh, GM of the Moose Jaw Warriors, who I caught up with uh, earlier this week. The Edmonton Oil Kings were hosting the Warriors on a Tuesday night, and I was able to uh, sit down with Alan Miller before the game, and uh, we talked for 10, 11 minutes, something like that, about uh, about his team and uh, some of the tri- trials and tribulations that they've gone through here early in the season. Uh, but I also wanted to talk to him about, uh, well, the topic that's taken over the hockey landscape right now, and that would be hockey culture and uh, the way coaches uh, deal with players and uh, sometimes cross the line and uh, how that has trickled down now to the uh, WHL level. And we even saw earlier this week with the Swift Current Broncos basically firing uh butter and um i think that that one that one's getting mixed reaction uh i've talked to a lot of people who are on either side of uh the fence on that uh, a lot of people really like butter and i've talked to some people who uh, said they foresaw this coming and uh in fact thought it might have happened uh, that it was overdue to happen so um, i don't know butter very well i've talked to him a couple times just you know mostly in a group setting um, so never one-on-one. I, I don't really know what it's like uh, to be around him uh, as a player, obviously, uh, or part of the organization. So uh, I don't really have a, a feel, and I can't say that uh, I understand or justify or, or not justify uh, what happened for him. But um, this whole topic now has has definitely reached the, the Western Hockey League, uh, and, uh, and it's not just with coaches. It's uh, obviously everybody around uh, an organization now uh, is going to be... Uh, well, I think you're going to have to look in the mirror and uh, if you have to adjust the way that you uh, deal with players and uh, with other people, then uh, then you're going to have to make those changes. But I wanted to talk to Alan Miller about that uh, subject because as I shared with you last week uh, on the Pipeline Show, uh, audio from the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260, um, that there's been some issues with Tim Hunter in the past. So I wanted to talk to Alan Miller about uh, that subject and just ask if, uh, you know, as an organization, they've had some internal dialogue uh, since all of this has kind of come out here in the last couple of weeks. Um, So uh, I'm going to share the audio with you. Uh, This uh, comes from Monday night and it'll it'll sound a little bit different. In fact, this audio might sound a little different as I'm speaking with you right now because I'm using a different mic. I knocked over my mic stand uh, so my normal mic uh, actually got damaged and it doesn't sound right uh, at the moment. So I'm uh, using a uh, a secondary mic, uh, and I'm not sure what the quality is going to be like, but uh, this probably sounds a little bit different. Uh, anyway, what you're about to hear is uh, from my handheld uh, uh, digital recorder, so that sounds a little bit different as well. And it's uh, uh, from uh, Tuesday night between the, uh, the game between the Oil Kings and the Moose Jaw Warriors. Here it is. Uh, joined now by Alan Miller, GM of the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Alan, maybe just a little start with how the season has gone for you. You and I chatted in September before the year started. You kind of uh, put the you know forecast what the year you thought would be like for your club. Has it matched? Have things gone according to plan? Yeah, I, I, you know, for, for the most part, Guy, when I l- looked at our team 
in the off season. You know, we knew we were going to be very young, uh, carrying 12 rookies and 11, 17 year olds. Um, you know, we had some challenges with, you know, the whole goaltending situation and the yeah. 20 year old situation and and Adam Evanoff and and who's played very well for us. And uh, so there were some challenges there. We missed out on some 20s to kind of you know look after the goaltending on the short the short term. Um, but but all those are the the ups and downs of managing a team and trying to to put it together. We we said from the get go that we wanted to build with this group. Um, we wanted to get better every month, every week, every day. Um, I believe our coaching staff uh, uh, are very engaged in what our team is all about and, and the development factor and, and working with our young players. We wanted to stay competitive in terms of a playoff spot. We've kind of slipped in that area. You know, we're six back with six games in hand, which uh, uh, games in hand are only as good as, as when you win them. Um, but not overly all, not overall disappointed. Um, you know, we'd like to see us a little bit more competitive in certain games. Um, good test for us here tonight. Um, but all in all, we knew what we were. We knew what we were trying to build, and we knew that there would be some stretches where it'd be tough on a young club. I wanted to ask you about the, the games played and having so few uh, compared to a lot of other teams in the league. Is there good and bad to that? Because I imagine it means more practice time, and that's probably a good thing. Is there a downside? I, I think I think the practice time has been good, uh, again, based on the age of our team. And, and we've had some changes to our team, some guys coming in and out. Yeah. So I think the coaches have, have uh, saw the benefit in, in that regard. Um, but, you know, we've had some weeks where... Um, you know, one game, uh, and the guys want to play. Like they, they want to get, they want to play. Um, and you know that along the way, you've got six games in hand or seven games in hand. We've played the least amount of games of anybody in the league. There, there's going to be a stretch where it's going to catch up to you, right. and it's not going to be the easiest stretch. You know, four and five here. Yeah. Edmonton, Red Deer, Red Deer, PA. Um, so there are good and bads um, at the same time um, for us. There are games in hand. They're valuable points. If we want to stay in the in the playoff race, um, stay in the mix with uh, um, you know Red Deer and and Brandon and Winnipeg and that compete for third in our division, compete for a wild card spot. Um, we've got to find a way to win some games. Well, you mentioned uh, being without your starting net minor to start the season. You're going to have that tough schedule uh, coming up. Uh, I guess adversity sort of reveals identity of your club. What have you learned about your team so far, even though they're young? Yeah, and 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 you, and, and you try and balance that, you know, in terms of, um, you know, um, adversity um, does show character just does show um, what your team's all about at the same time we've got to balance it with the fact that um, we're so young and and we try not to use that as an excuse Um, you know that's me as kind of the the architect in terms of you know trying to look at next year and the year after and just really where you're at in player personnel after you know we did what we did the three four years before that in terms of trying to win Um, so you know there are some nights, Ski. To be honest, that I sit here and I and and I watch us play, and I'm I'm we're too young, yeah. you know. This is on me. Um, we're too young. I got to find a way to complement our group here. You know, we picked up Zabranski, we've picked up Augustine, some guys that have some experience in the league. Um, you know, to try and complement the group because at the same time, you know, development can't be about a bunch of young guys. You know, uh, getting not being in games and 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 
you know, not winning and because that's going to hinder development. We've got to be competitive. We've got to be in games. We've got to find ways to get more pucks to the net, more shots on net. Um, so um, I, I'm fine with our group. Um, I balance the adversity we go through with, you know, where our team is at and the character of our team and the youth of our team. And, and you take that into consideration as you evaluate go, moving forward. Great news for Braden Tracy uh, fairly recently, getting a, an NHL contract like that. What does that do for, not just for him, obviously, he's going to be ecstatic, but for the franchise as well. you got to take some ownership and some pride in that. Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, when we look at... Uh, when we look look at our team over the last number of years, I, you know we're we're proud of the players and first and foremost for the guys that have got drafted, uh, um, the guys that have done well in terms of uh, um, you know signing free agent deals. You know a couple of years ago we had all three 20 year olds who were free agents. That's right. Um, Janelle Walks and Burke all signed NHL contracts. Um, Again, first and foremost, that's a credit to the kids. But as an organization, you're 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 proud. You're happy for them to, because that's what a lot of this is about. Is uh, those guys have an opportunity to realize their dream and a chance to play in the National Hockey League. So um, that's exciting for our organization. And Braden Tracy, you know, is really as good as, of a story as as you can get. Um, you know, guy that came up real late at the end of the, the his Bantam draft year. Um, you know, Alberta Cup put up big numbers. Um, we took him late in the in the first round. Didn't play for us at 16. Um, went back to midget, which is you know an anomaly for first rounders in our league not to play at 16. And uh, he took it in stride. He 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 worked hard. He he didn't complain. He didn't moan. He went and did what he needed to do to get better. And he comes in rookie of the year. Has a great year. First round NHL pick and signs an NHL contract. Couldn't be happier for Braden. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do want to ask you about a touchy subject that's kind of. Uh taken over the hockey landscape here in the last couple of weeks uh, about hockey culture uh, and a lot of it has to do with you know coaches at at whatever level and it seems to have trickled down to the whl now as well um, you ha- you have a an old school coach i think it's fair to say with tim hunter but as a franchise have you had conversations with the coaching staff not just with tim but it looks like even trainers uh, in the uh, are affected now in the western hockey league as well but just to make sure everybody's on the same page moving forward well the first thing I'd say to you, Guy, is that there's a perception of, of Tim Hunter as an old-school coach, and it, it really is only perception because of the type of player he, he was. Okay. Um, Tim, Tim was a real student of the game. Um, he's a real intelligent guy. He's a real modern thinker in terms of the way the game is played um, and, the, and the way he wants to coach. Um, I think certainly that... Um, with any coaches um, at this level and higher, that there are moments and times where um, you challenge players, and um, and uh, um, but I think that we're you know we're you know this hockey culture thing we're talking about. We're talking about a, a number of incidents that 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 seem to have happened years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I think and and I think we're losing sight at times that the game has changed dramatically. I think, in particular, our league um, has done a lot of things in the last number of years, and I think there's a lot of quality, quality men and quality, quality coaches who you would categorize as old school coaches that have had to figure this out along the way in terms they've of evolved too. they've evolved too. And I think we lose sight that 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 we've taken step forwards and coaches have taken step forwards, and. Um, 
and 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 we 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 have done a much better job in terms of the areas of um, player management, player uh, environment, and, and and those types of lots of resources through the our league, the CHL, in terms of uh, of how we look after our players. So uh, I think it's a it's it's it's. Um, um, you know, a tough time uh, with everything that's going on because this is the game we're passionate about, that mm-hmm. my livelihood, and uh, and 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 we love the game. And uh, um, but I think as an organization, um, certainly to get back to one of the points you made, um, we talk about it uh, a lot. Um, we try to take pride in our environment in Moose Jaw in terms of how we take care of our players, and and I think every manager in in junior hockey, had, had, you know, during these last couple of weeks with the things that have that have come out and happened, um, continues to have those conversations with your coaches in terms of um, your environment and how you work with your players, and, uh, and 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 will continue to do so. One of the things I struggle with, I think we 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 know where the line is clearly drawn on some things like there's no homophobic slurs on the ice or racial slurs or you're not going to be sexually you know any sort of sexual abuse instant to obviously uh, no no things like that the verbal abuse I don't know where a person draws the line because you have 25 26 different personalities in a dressing room over the course of the year some guys are motivated in by different tactics I I've never been a coach I've never been in the dressing room at a high level like that so what is crossing the line when it when you're handling that many different personalities how do you know what you can't how to push a player and when you go too far? Well, um, I, I've never coached either. No. Um, so um, my whole career has been uh, been on the management side. Now, I, I will say that I, I'm 0-1 behind the bench in the OHL because my head coach had a, a health issue and surgery and uh, I had to go on the bench. I've, I've joked with Tim over the last six years, just give me one shot to get to 500. <laughs> and uh, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't come around on that. Um, I, I, I think, Guy, that the, the, the whole thing about um, coaches and players and where we're at in, in terms of um, the game right now at our level is is that if you're a coach that doesn't take the time to build relationships with your players and, and you don't take the time to find out what makes all your players tick in terms of challenging them, making them better, making them feel comfortable, making them feel confident, um, then, then you're not going to succeed. And, uh, and, and I feel we have a staff that uh, does that, does that very well. And, and I'm real happy with where we're at in terms of uh, um, those building blocks and what we do with our players in Moose Jaw, what we do with our environment, and particularly in this year, what we need to do with our players to make sure that they're getting better. Alan, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best luck the rest of the way this year. Appreciate it, Guy. Always a pleasure. That was the Moose Jaw Warriors general manager, Alan Miller. I really appreciated his time before the game uh, that night. Thanks to uh, James Gallo as well uh, of the Warriors for setting up that interview. Uh, let me know what you thought of the uh, conversation. You can hit me up on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy, and we can continue, continue the conversation that way. Up next here on the Pipeline Show, the NCAA Campus Report. We're going to speak with a player who uh, not only is having a uh, good season in the NCAA, but as we uh, turn the page to uh, World Junior Month here on the Pipeline Show, well, here's a player who's been invited to Canada's World Junior Camp. His name is uh, Peter Delibatori. He is a defenseman with the uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats. Get to know him next here on the Pipeline Show. Tia Samuelson left point. Gruden around on the right side. 
1-0 U18, Stasky walks the line, took the shot, right on goal, they score! Farabee put in the rebound, and Farabee gives his grandmother a birthday present, it's 2-0. Hey, it's Bill Farabee from Team USA, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. He's a midnight mover, he can go on in the sunlight. Passion, talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Dylan Larkin. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! Kevin Shattenkirk. Goal! And James Van Riemsdyk were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 